you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, welcome to the big show. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by today. We had an amazing show with some amazing guests. I think you're going to be really excited. We have Kevin Shor- Sorbo on the show. He's going to be talking about us a new project called Loaded Deck and uh, a few other people from Hollywood. And uh, also, we're going to be talking a little bit of crypto and how this project gets funded and uh, movies, Hollywood, all that good stuff. What more could you ask for on the Chris Voss Show? Uh, in the meantime, be sure for the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Remember, the Chris Voss Show is the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harsh as your mom does. Now, go clean your room, damn it. Anyway, guys, uh, go to YouTube.com for just Chris Voss at the bell notification button. Go to Goodreads.com for just Chris Voss. See everything we're reading or reviewing over there, our big major groups, and everything that we do on LinkedIn. Today, we have, as I mentioned before, Kevin Sorbo on the show. He is uh, uh, an accomplished actor and uh, stunned Quite a few different things. You may have heard of him. I'm sure you have, of course. He has starring roles in two television series as Hercules in Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and as Captain Dylan Hunt in Andromeda. He's also known for acting in the Christian drama films God's Not Dead and Let There Be Light. He's got a ton. I looked up his IMDb. He's got a ton of projects going on right now. We also have from Hollywood, Jared Vineyard on the show with us. He's a writer and producer and director who creates for both film and stage. We're going to be talking to him about his project. And then we also have, last but not least, Ben on the show. Let me get his last name correctly pulled up here on a different screen. Ben Rachmanov on the show. Did I get that right, Ben? You're good. You're good. You're good. There you go. All right. Sounds good. So we've got a full slate on the show today. In fact, I should just leave. I mean, normally we don't do four people, so uh, I don't I don't need to be here. I'll let you guys just do it. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. How are you? Okay. Good, good. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. So let's lead off with Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the show. Uh, so uh, talk to us about uh, what's going on with you lately, the new movie uh, Loaded Deck that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, well, we're, we're trying to fund it right now. It's a great movie. It's sort of in that uh, Pulp Fiction world. Um, it's just a really fun script, uh, great characters in it. And, uh, you know, we're doing what everybody else is trying to do and trying to raise money to get out movies that are fun and entertaining. And that's just sort of the nonstop bop. I'm, I have my own production company, so I know what it's like to try to raise money out there. But uh, I have been busy. I got three movies coming out that are done. Uh, be out in January and February. Um, two of them I directed, and I Shot those about a year ago in that area. And then this year, I've already shot four movies. I just got back from Sicily. I just did a Game of Thrones type movie where I, I got to play a bad guy. I get to kill my cousin so I can take over the throne. So it was uh, it was interesting and a lot of fun. But uh, staying busy. And it's just what I love to do. I still love this business. still love to be uh, making movies. There you go. Uh, let's do a quick round of dot-coms and plugs real quick for people. Uh, uh, should we go around and everybody do their uh, dot-com? Uh, I'll jump in since I just finished. Sorbostudios.com is a great place to go. Sorbostudios.com. And uh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a trip. I'm, my wife and I are hosting our second trip to Israel. So go to sorboisraeltrip.com, sorboisraeltrip.com. We're going to be going in May of 2023. 
it's a bucket list trip for those people who want to travel back to the Holy Land and uh, sort of follow in the footsteps of Jesus and the things that he did and saw during that time period. I think people find it pretty interesting. Awesome sauce. Jeremy or Jared? Yeah, well, for me, I'd, I'd say go, you know, go check out uh, LoadedDeckMovie.com. So that's the, the site's going to you know have all the updates and what's going on with this this film and stuff we're talking about today. And, uh, yeah, it's a top one that I'd say go check out. And Ben of the Magnificent uh, – I was trying to – right? I've loved it. Ben of the Magnific- Magnificent Beard. And then clearly I can't say that. that. But welcome to the show. Nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so it's iShook.com, and uh, that's our social media platform, iShook.com. It works as Twitter. Uh, our goal was to create a combination between content media and social media where there's a synergy between the two types of uh, digital assets. Um, and iShook.io, which will which expresses our whole blockchain technology and what we do as a company, and those are the two sites that you can really learn about us more. There you go. I'm gonna. I think you should change your name to that on LinkedIn, Ben of the Magnificent Beard. <laughs> See, I finally got. The, I finally nailed that. It took me a second. Uh, yeah, but then I gotta explain to everybody why I got the beard. <laughs> you need right. to have like a voiceover right. that goes behind you, Ben of the Magnificent Beard. <laughs> so guys uh let's talk about this project and i'll just toss this out to anyone who wants to jump in what made you want to get involved in this project well uh i guess kevin should go first on that well i just love the character i just love that i love the characters in it i just i kind of mentioned that real quick already but i mean they, they they wrote a great script it's a lot of fun um just great energy great action and uh these are the kind of movies i enjoy doing so um, I jumped on board uh, the minute that Jared sent me the script. I fell in love with it and said, okay, let's do this thing. So um, that's, you know, really, the, the com- for anything that I get sent my way, I give it 20 pages. And this one I read through the whole way through right away. Usually 20 pages in, I had to make a decision right then and there. But this one kept my attention. So it was good. And you guys have built it as Think Reservoir Dogs meets Sleepless in Seattle. But does does uh, <laughs> Meg Ryan get shot in this? No, I'm kidding. In a twisting Ryan, uh, in a twisting ride that audiences will love. Uh, get, what's the genre? I guess overall the story. Yeah, so it's a especially uh, an action comedy. So you've got the mm-hmm. romantic comedy elements going on that are all kind of turned on their heads across the course of this movie. It's you know it's a lot a lot like a like a crime film, like a Reservoir Dogs sort of thing, like you yeah. get from uh, you know from Quentin Tarantino just with a guy who should be in a romantic comedy as the lead. There you go. The Reservoir Dogs with a romantic lead in it. And then uh, what what role does Kevin, pay, Kevin play? What's the name of his character and stuff? Well, his character is Aces. Uh, do you want to talk about your character a little bit, uh, Kevin? No, it's just I think you should. You're the writer. Like, let them. You, you get better details on every one of the characters more than I do. I just, I just, I'd like my name right off the bat, to be honest with you. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's, uh, he's, a sharpshooter, basically the, the best in the world. He could shoot somebody between the eyes from like a mile and a quarter away. Uh, so he's uh, uh, got this very high skill. Basically, the, uh, there's this crew of, of criminals that are kind of put together in an undercover cop that's, that's in the middle of them all. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Kevin plays uh, this, this really, really fun character, which I don't want to necessarily give away uh, uh, some of the, some of the fun elements that, that he gets to do with it. But uh uh, I felt I, I I felt like it's sort of like in Butch Cassidy's Sundance Kid, Robert Redford's character in Sundance Kid. I like the line, "I'm I'm better when I move." So I kind of like the fact this guy yes. <laughs> give him the action and let him move, and he'll hit whatever he needs to hit. Yeah, yeah, he's he's 
he's a big action guy. He's, uh, yeah. you know, rather than, uh, left his gun to his talking sometimes. There you go. And I've got somebody jamming in the show. There's their, uh, Kevin Sorbo is our easy way lifetime achievement award honoree and, of uh, the year and, um, and one of our celebrity ambassadors. I'm not sure. Was that plugged from your guys' PR, uh, thing? If no, not, I got a feel, I got a feeling they're taking, they're, 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 they're watching us. Uh, Eric Zuli, Eric Zuli runs that and he's, uh, he's, he's a hardworking guy, man. I love that because I'm the same sort of, uh, vain as he is in terms of uh you know getting yourself out there and working hard in this industry because you got to do that because no one else is going to open doors for you you got to make those doors open up there you go uh so in the movie there's a love interest because you guys uh, build a sleepless in seattle so uh meg Ryan, uh it's not probably in the film who'd you guys choose to be the uh female lead in that so she hasn't been cast yet so we're, oh, we're still okay. figuring out so there's uh two leads that uh that we haven't haven't cast yet and we're Going after some uh, some names for them when when we get there, I figured we'd we'd get the money in place and then and then throw some money offers at uh, at some top people that uh, that'd be good. There you go, very Hollywood. Well, we love the uh, we love the Tarantino s sort of action films. Is there going to be a lot of shooting, blood and guts and all that sort of good stuff? There's there's a decent amount of shooting and and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to be quite as violent as a, as a typical Tarantino movie, but there's definitely uh, some people who get blown away. Um, across the course of the of the movie well hopefully you know people are blown away by the movie hi see what i did there <laughs> I just, I, yeah, yeah. very nice <laughs> are there any other actors that uh, we want to mention or uh plugins that we want to give for anybody that you guys have locked down yet i'm seeing a few different things on your updates page uh yeah we've got we've got quite a few in there quentin aaron is is in there um he was the, the main guy from the blind side fantastic actor um, Daniel Baldwin, uh, he's signed on to be in it, um, kind of this big looming villain guy in the background. Um, there's, um, Dean Bacar, uh, he's, he's signed on to, to be in there. He's a hilarious actor. He's in like all the South Park guys movies. Um, he's, he's got a, a really fun part. Um, so yeah, we got, uh, we got a nice, nice crew rounding, rounding out here. Uh, London De Leon, uh, plays, uh, uh, Kevin's wife, Ace's wife, uh, inside the thing, and you know, she's a uh, she, she's a good actress and, and model, and, and yeah, so we've got we've got some 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 really cool people that are that are signed in to be in. And Daniel Baldwin will be my golf partner in our days off. We're both golf nuts, so oh really? Oh, there you <laughs> go. We do a lot of charity golf events together. Yeah, I mean they they've been in so many movies. The whole Baldwin family. I mean, just this incredible amount of actor acting going on there. Um, so uh, what is there any uh, plot you want to tease out? Anything? Any scenes or anything you want to tease out that uh, we can entice people with? Hmm. Maybe a scene that you like, Kevin, that you you thought was like a great scene that really captured your interest. You got to come see the movie, guys. <laughs> you guys shooting for a theatrical release there's so many different releases there. oh, yeah. there's like amazon and netflix and there's so many different ways the stuff gets released nowadays yeah i yeah, want to start with the theatrical and 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 then capitalize on all the other ones too yeah that's the great usually thing yeah, theatrical is kind of important because usually what happens is that that's sort of what amazon and netflix and other streaming services will base their offer on mm-hmm. so if it does x amount of money in theaters that that will definitely make it uh uh, more viable for streaming. But, you know, streaming is the way everything's going right now. I mean, I honestly don't know where theaters are going to end up 10, 15 years from now. But uh, I hope they're around forever because I still love that movie experience as well, and I think a lot of people still do. Yeah. 
I do too. I was watching Quentin Tarantino in an interview recently. We tried to get him on the show for his new book, and uh, I think we're still trying. And uh, he, you know, he said something really interesting that I never thought about because I, I was, I was so happy to go back to theaters after COVID. Yeah. I went and saw The Godfather uh, re-release. Oh my God! Wow, okay. what it was so magic. I never got to see the original Godfather, but he was talking about how. He he got to see, you know, in Hollywood, as you guys know, you guys get those preview videos where you can get the movies before and uh, you can watch them in a little theater or something if you want. And so he, he'd set up some movie that he thought he might be interested in and he didn't like the movie. And he's like, ah, that, this movie, I don't, I don't like it. But the experience of being around a bunch of other human beings and that kind of that tribal community element. Yeah. Hearing people laugh and breathe, and and that's part of the whole experience of going to the sure. theater. Yep. Yeah. No question. Yeah. And I mean, it made I, all the difference. You know, when I thought television came around back, you know, seventy years ago, they're all worried that oh my gosh, no one's going to watch movies anymore. They were completely wrong because people still love that and still want to yeah. do it. And I, I think people are coming out of their caves finally. You know, I think they're starting to realize this this uh, weapon of fear government loves to use over our lives. I think people are sick and tired of it at this point, and yeah. they want to get back out there and live life again. And I'm seeing that everywhere right now. So it's yeah. good. I love. I've, I've been sitting around looking for movies to go to the theater. I'm kind of a. I, I kind of. There's only certain movies that I like that have to be really well done. But God, going and seeing The Godfather, and I've seen a couple other movies recently that. Uh, just, just that whole theater experience. Plus, I miss, miss eating all that popcorn and getting sick off the candy and popcorn. That's kind, of, that's kind of the whole thing, really. You know, the whole diabetic sort of overload. <laughs> you get that coma, that food coma where you're like in there. So this is going to be exciting. What's the release date? Are you guys are pushing for or start to start filming for? Well, we won't know that until uh, until we get to the budget all in place and we get shooting and everything. So, right. There you go. Well, I, mean, I think the goal is obviously we would love to start filming in the next, you know, four to five months for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just comes down to finding that, uh, getting the rest of that money in there and getting it rolling because uh, the script sells itself. It's just a matter of now just getting funded. It's, it's, you know, when you get in the independent film world, it's always a little tougher. I mean, if mm-hmm. I, I try to raise like $3 million for one of my movies, uh, that's like it, that's like catering budget in Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, they do three hundred million dollar movies, and that's the battle we got. Uh, that there's a lot of really good independent filmmakers out there, and like Jared is, and it's just a matter of um, okay, getting the timing at the right place, and and uh, we're we're ready to go. I mean, we're we definitely ready to go. It's just got to get that funding in place. There you yep. go. It, is it gotten easier to fund movies with Amazon and Netflix and all these players being in the business now? I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's still pretty hard. Well, I've lived in L.A. and you know everyone's got a screenplay. I yeah, to, you, where do you where do you live? I live in Las Vegas now. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I, I I have a home in Henderson. My mom lives in it. Oh, but I've yeah. had a home there yeah. since 1994. That was God, my, this town's grown. That huh? was my Monte Carlo tax dodge when I got Hercules. Because even though I was shooting in New Zealand, ten months out of the year, California, you know, wanted to still charge me state tax, and I said, "Yeah, screw that. I'm not even here." So. Yeah. That, that became my tax dodge, but then my parents took over the place. So, uh, but I'll be out there Christmas, so maybe I'll see you on Christmas time. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, I, I used to go to LA and I would be the only guy who didn't have a screenplay. I'd go to like parties <laughs> and stuff, and people, you know, people would be here, hey, you want to see my screenplay? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm just some dude, right? You know, and, uh, and, you know, everyone would have one. I'd just be like, I should, I should, I, I started walking around making up screenplays, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I've got the screenplay where we take Harrison Ford and, I don't know, Meg Ryan and, I would just make up a combobulation that would make no sense. 
And, uh, and people would look at me like, yeah, that's going nowhere, buddy. And I'm like, yeah, I just made it up. <laughs> so, so Kevin, you, I mean, you've, you've been in uh, an actor for how long? I mean, you've been in so many movies I can see on the IMDb. I'm, uh, been in business 40 years. I like to say I was two years old when I started, but it's not the case. <laughs> we all but, tried. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I've been lucky to stay busy. I mean, it's yeah. just, I, I live in Florida. I got the heck out of California four years ago. Um, was, was going to do it many, many years ago, but we finally, finally did it. It's been a great move for me, but I, I would say, you know, 80% of the movies I've shot, they're in Texas or further east. Nothing shoots in California, really. It's just, it just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, unless you're a sitcom, but most of the stuff takes place. Georgia's number one to film in the, in the country right yeah. now. Then they got Vancouver and Toronto, which are packed up there. And, um, you know, I, I, I just shot in, I shot in Montana this year. I shot in Mississippi and I shot in West Virginia. Yeah. So, um, nothing shoots in California. It's getting spread out. It's pretty cool that way. Yeah, there's bigger tax credits elsewhere, you know, and, and better yeah. locations. And you don't got to deal with California. I mean, it's enough with the yeah. traffic and the taxes and the craziness yeah. of that state. So I, I prefer shooting other states. I find the, <laughs> the crews and the, and the, and the environment much more, um, much more easy to deal with. That's what drove me out of California, the traffic. So uh, let's, uh, how do you find, uh, after doing this for 40 years, uh, how, how, since you were two, how, how, how do you find the ability to dig in and, and, and keep it fresh as an actor and, 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 and really, you know, bring that whole newness to a role? Well, I'm still passionate about the business. I had right. my, my, my love for the, being on a set with the creative, creative chaos, you know, organized chaos that being in a movie set is like, uh, I still love it. I, I love working with people that love, you know, we're, we're in one of the few businesses, I think, in life. That doesn't matter what side of the camera you're on, people want to be in this business. Mm-hmm. They don't just say, Yeah, I actually fell into acting. It wasn't gonna, yeah, you know, that's that's BS. You wanted to act. Well, I didn't want to direct. Yeah, you did. You wanted to be a director. <laughs> so um I just think that uh you know, you get on these sets and you get to work with all these wonderful people from you know, hair, makeup, wardrobe, visual effects, camera direct, whatever. These are all very creative people, and I love the whole process of that. So I haven't lost my thrill for it. I Still get excited doing it, and um, it hasn't slowed down for me at all. And I, I, I admire a guy like Clint Eastwood. I've known Clint for my gosh, twenty-five years now. I've golfed with him, and here he is, ninety-two years old, and he's still thinking about doing another movie. So yeah. um, I, I love what he does. Um, I always remind directors, just saying, Jared, I said, these guys, these guys want to shoot these fourteen, sixteen-hour days. I always whisper to them, I go, you know, Clint shoots eight-hour days and makes Academy Award-winning movies. I'm just saying. <laughs> There you We're go. Days in control. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, he's got his crew. He's got his. He he knows. Boom. They all know. They you get out there and you go and you you're professionals on both sides yeah. of the camera. You can get these days done. But uh, yeah. I I understand eleven twelve hour days very easily. But when they get the sixteen hours, I'm going. Yeah, oh, I'm a waste of time on the set. And I'm not. Control, I'm like yeah. I'm like a, a first AD assistant where I'm always on the set going. What are we waiting for? What's going on? You know, let's, <laughs> let's shoot this thing. Come on. You know. There you go. Uh, so you've got the – is that the Hercules sword, I imagine, from the movie? That was, uh, that was given me by my props department the very last day after seven years, the very last day of filming, which is an emotional day for me because, uh, you know, you're on a show that long and you work in your 12-hour days for seven years and it's, uh, it, it becomes family, you know, and they, they made that for me because they all went on to work on Lord of the Rings when we finished filming. And uh, it's, it says, you know, Kevin Sorbo's got the years on there, 1993 to 2000 on there. It says, you know – 
the um the, the journey's over but the legend lives on is what they put on this inscription there, so. see what you need to do when you go on those sets that have the 16 hour days you just pull that sword out and just kind of right. lightly start swinging it around it's a heavy bugger i gotta tell we you need to, it's, we it's need to get some people working media. here get these times down <laughs> all right well let's get to ben ben of the magnificent beard ben of the magnificent beard uh, so let's talk about uh, ishook.com and, and why you guys got involved in this project, too. Well, obviously, you can tell how Mr. Sorbo and Jared are speaking. I mean, I look to them for this industry and, and what they know, and uh, that's why I'm banking on them as much as I can. Um, uh, and the reality is, is that we're trying to get um, and create funding for movies and independent films through cryptocurrency as an NFT. Mm-hmm. And I know with the FTX crash, uh, people have to make a distinction between crypto as a utility as opposed to crypto as a currency. So mm-hmm. that's where people are losing the game. And also the crash is also inflated because it's not per se 15 billion. It's what's the futures of the cryptocurrencies that were lost. Mm-hmm. The reality, we don't know how much was lost. It's much less than that, most likely. But in general, the cryptocurrency industry is working huge. Instagram, Facebook, um, they're all using Polygon. Matic as their go-to NFT token. Um, so what we're trying to do is create, and we're starting this with the first product um, in order to create a following so we can have enough data to show the the global community. And that's the big point, by the way. The reason why I thought about going to a, the NFT project and making this moving NFT project because it becomes a global community. You can reach funds so much quicker with, an, with a cryptocurrency I mean, a utility token, as opposed to going to those, you know, people who might not even want your moving coming out. Um, so we're figured, okay, let's get the NFT out there. Let's create some sort of NFT, but we can't just go straight to a movie NFT. That's a little bit complicated. There's a lot of PR involved to that. Mm-hmm. So I went to Jared and uh, Jared spoke to Kevin and we said, let's create a comic where we're doing background stories of the individuals. Let's create a NFT for that comic, not the general oh. comic. Yeah. So what the problem is with NFTs, and this is why the NFTs have crashed, mm-hmm. where people would buy NFTs of art for $600,000. Are you, are you, like, people have to really think about it. Kevin talks about the sword. Imagine that sword was just on a digital space. No one mm-hmm. would want to buy it. I mean, they can't take it. So what we're creating is, and that's where we launched our other app called web app called Megatolia. It's in beta stage right now. Megatolia.com, which is short for image Tolia. So there used to be a company that was bought by Adobe.com called Fotolia.com. It was a stock image platform, and they bought it for about $900 million. Mm -hmm. So we said, let's do tangibility and practicality with NFT. So what's the practicality? Where we're creating a database of people's stock images. They can can sell for actual dollar and cents. Then what we're saying is now let's create a tangibility with with NFTs where we can create a comic book that will potentially if uh, a person like Kevin can sign. And now we have a certain set of this comic and now we can sell that NFT for a certain amount of number with the comic. So you get the NFT, you get it registered, and now you have that comic that will be sent to you to your home. So it's a practical and tangible NFT. And we're taking basically the concept of ISBNs in books. Without a with I and ISBN, you cannot own a book. I mean, you cannot publish a book. You cannot print the book. Well, you could print it, but you're not going to be able to sell it. You need an ISBN on it. Mm-hmm. So we're saying let's create an ISBN model for image for images 
for comic books that are collector's items and for movies itself. And that ISBN will create a registration that this is the original legitimate movie out there or the legitimate comic that's out there. So if a person has a comic says, oh, this comic is worth $10,000 because Mr. Sorbo signed it. Whoa, that's a fake because we have a list of all the ISBN numbers of the blockchain numbers that are associated with the comics that we bought, that we created with the original signature. So we just create a real tangibility to the NFT. This market is a global market. I mean, we can we can literally collect movies and fund movies in this fashion from today to tomorrow. It just we're doing this as the first time. So hopefully this will be the first and most successful of what we're doing. Awesome sauce. Uh, do, now you sent me some pieces of artwork. I was trying to find them here on my LinkedIn. Uh, are those is that some of the artwork that you're going to be using for the NFT? Well, uh, Jared knows better. That's the comic page, I guess. The comic book, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so there should be uh, the there's a the big picture there is like the the main picture on the first page. So it'll Mm -hmm. it'll have some um, some narration stuff added to it, and some probably the credit lines would be appear on that page and stuff as well. Uh, but but yeah, I think he might have sent over some of the the concept art too of the characters and like that. But yeah, it's 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 really coming along nicely. The you know our, our our artist Rael is super talented doing a great job with uh, creating these images and stuff for us after I've written out the, the book and the story for him and everything. And so, you know, what the, what the pages should have on them and, and he's just going and, and cranking them out right now. The artwork looks really cool. How soon do you uh, plan on issuing all that stuff? should be December, something like that. Uh, when, yeah. uh, when he finishes the art. So, so hopefully we'll hopefully before the holidays, the Christmas and Hanukkah holidays, you know, maybe yeah. people can buy yeah. a few NFT versions of the comic. Before the holidays and gift yeah. it, you know? Yeah, it'd be great. It's always a good gift way. You know, my brain just broke. You were saying December, and I'm like, God, that seems like a long time away. And I'm like, no, yeah, it's, it's not. not. Next month. Wow. <laughs> it's like two you weeks know. away. It's December already. Yeah. Yeah. We've got yeah. interviews with authors that are publishing in 2023, and it's been the hardest thing. Like, since October, we've got, like, stuff in the can that we can't publish till 2023. And I'm just like... My God, don't drag me into 2023. So what made you excited about this, Kevin, with uh, NFTs and, and uh, getting in this whole crypto thing? Have you gotten into this before? And, and I, I am still so ignorant of understanding it, so I leave it to these guys to do it. I, I, I don't get the NFT. I've been approached by other people with the NFT thing. I, I look at it and I go, I don't get it, how people make money on this. It's weird mm-hmm. to me. It's beyond a foreign language. So uh, I, I put my trust in what they're, what they're doing. And the Bitcoin thing, too. You know, I wish someone would would have told me to you know put money into it 15 years ago because that would have done quite well but because i know a couple of people did come quite well but uh i still a learning process for me trust me yeah it's it's crazy uh we should nft your beard benny <laughs> we should i was i was commenting before you guys came on i was like he's got like the whole orson wells beard sort of thing going on there i tried to grow one, this one time if jack dorsey can get a beard i can get a beard <laughs> there you go well just Drink that zucchini water or a crappy drinks. I don't know. Oh, that's that guy. You know, at least at least they came up with somebody new to run Twitter into the ground. There's <laughs> that whole thing. So what have we touched on? Go ahead. Alternate Twitter. iShook.com is alternate for Twitter. I mean, we've been oh. developing this company for since 2013. Our main pro- our, by the way, our main industry was the the book industry. I mean, we've been in all the book shows, mm-hmm. and our we have our own ebook app. We have we have spent million and a half already in the company. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and again, uh, content is, listen, I'm going to say it straight up. When I, when I was watching, when I was a kid growing up, I, I watched Hercules. That was my favorite show. I mean, everybody's favorite show was Hercules, you know? 
So, uh, and, and the reality is, is that, that, that itself got me interested in, in the content and the movie industry because you, you saw how genuine, and I think Mr. Sorbo's uh, genuinity in the, in, in acting was there. I mean, he was a good role model, role model for many, many peoples in general. And I think that that's what really, I mean, caught me in this project. I mean, by the way, the way we met me and Jared last year about this time, we presented in Connectpreneur. I'm gonna have to drop them in, plug them in. <laughs> Connectpreneur was for for a uh, for a, what's it called for a uh, a pitch that we had to do for three minutes to big investors. And I said, "Wow!" I told my partner, "Look at this, ba- Jared has got this beautiful project." I'm like, "Let me talk to him. Let's see if we can get this part with Ishook." And listen, it's been a years working on it, and and you know the market wasn't so good because the market did dip when it came to cryptocurrency. Um, but now the and if now the market is going higher in a sense because people are not understanding huge amounts of money is being funneled into blockchain technology and blockchain put aside from cryptocurrency is the biggest the biggest thing that's going to be for tomorrow where where you have a public ledger of transactions no one has that no I mean you go to the bank and by the way that's where the the, the enticement comes with cryptocurrencies where regular people can now have access to money where bankers would need to have those accesses. So this is is where the enticement comes with cryptocurrency. But forget cryptocurrency in general. Cryptocurrency and blockchain technology will be the future because the gaming industry has proven it to be the future. The only difference is in the gaming industry, when you're buying in-app purchases, from any video game, from Sony PlayStation to your iPhone to your Google Play account, it's com- it's com- it's it's consumable. But what, we're, what blockchain technology will create is that these in-app purchases that are consumable will now be able to be transferred from friend to friend, or from mm-hmm. user to user, owner to owner, and you'll have those public transactions available. And I think that will be the game changer for the moving industry. And that's where my dream comes in into that into that point that we can actually get this first movie to be the template for future movies, future fundraisings in general. And that's where I see it. That's going to be awesome. Do we get all the plugs in for iShook where, what you guys do your app and everything like that? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot, but it's, uh, I should not, I Megatolia. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. It's there. It's a few, there we have go. a bunch of apps that, that support, support, you know, specific genres of uh, content creation. There you go. But definitely, I think the comic will be bigger, by the way, than actual movies. Because what Kevin has done right now, and I think it's big, and I spoke to this with my partners and a few of my peers, what he has done with helping us doing this comic is now we're not going to just recruit actors and actresses to movies. We can recruit them to comics now. And they can get paid in comics and big in big funds. And then you can create a following for a movie prior to the movie's production. And then yeah. you, you're guaranteed that you're going to have those 100,000, 200,000 uh, viewers for that movie. They're going to come to that movie for that. By the way, this is how Netflix and Amazon makes their money. They have direct access to books, especially Amazon. They have direct asset access to books that are being sold, both in graphic novels and both in comics and in books itself. And they know the data. They know if a book was read or bought 200,000 times, 1 million times, 2 million times. They got that data. And they can go approach that guy and say, we're going to make a movie out of it tomorrow. And guess what? They have the data how to make it funded. So we want that data for the independent film industry. Yeah. We've had comic book authors on the show. And it's just amazing, that industry. You know, I 
it, it seems like it's like one of those things that I grew up with as a kid where we collected comic books and stuff. We used to have like a treasure store of them in the woods somewhere, you know, or in our tree house. And, uh, and, and they're still like, you know, I, I thought, well, those probably will go away like with records and stuff. And of course, neither went away. So it's just amazing how popular those are nowadays. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's I mean, awesome. That's the whole, that's the whole subject of X-Men, X-Men and all these Marvel comics and DC comics. They're successful because they have been ha- they have a following for seventy years until oh, yeah. they started making movies. Yeah, and people love consuming the, the content in that form too. There's there's a tactile sort of experience with it, and I still like grabbing a newspaper every now and then and looking at it. Although I end up with ink <laughs> on my hands. So, anything we want to touch on or tease out before we go out, guys? I'm I'm good. I think we covered some good stuff. Is there anything there we, we need to shout out to the crowd out there, gentlemen, to uh, have them come on down and see if they want to be part of the project? Yeah, definitely. So they should be going on Megatolia.com. Uh, That's where we're going to do the fundraising for Loaded Deck. That's where we're also going to be able to sell the uh, NFT comic, the collector's edition. Um, the comic itself will be available in all ebook platforms and obviously all uh, you know platforms like Amazon or hopefully Barnes and Nobles and other places, but that's basically it. I mean, that's what we have available now. And we have a beautiful uh, direct also uh, uh, domain name called mega uh, megamoviesnft.com. So that's going to be the main domain name for the loader deck and any future movies uh, fundraising. There you go. Uh, let's go around the room and get everybody's dot com. We'll want to plug Loaded Deck down here. I, I see that you can subscribe at LoadedDeck.com and uh, get the newsletter so you can keep up on the movies, uh, publishing and release. Yeah. Yeah, LoadedDeckMovie.com. Yeah, check it out. Get get on there. And, uh, yeah, you can contact uh, contact us directly, too. If your investor out there wants to, to get into the movies, this is a great place to do it. Another good go. place is uh, SorboStudios.com. It's another good place to go, SorboStudios.com. And la- let's not forget this guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it hard to stay in yeah. shape still, still? Still in 60 countries, guys. We were the most watched show in the world by season three in 176 countries. And I, I got to wow. brag about that. I know it's the sin of pride, but uh, how many actors can say that? So it's kind of cool to be part of that show. And uh, oh, yeah, but, You know, it's interesting. I, I get stopped more now for the movies I've been doing, more than I do from Hercules or Andromeda. I mean, they're still out there, but a lot of people are loving the movies I've been putting out there. So um, they stop me in airports, hotel lobbies. Hey, keep making movies. We enjoy following your career. So it's been uh, it's been it's been a fun transition. That's awesome. Have you ever thought about redoing that, or is is it I'd be too old for that role now, man. I'm still I'm, I was two thirty back then. I'm two ten now, but it's a different two ten. I still work out every day, but uh, I I would come back as Zeus. They could they yeah. could gray, they could gray me up a little bit and I'd play Zeus. You know. There's, yeah. You there's plenty. Be... There's there's the next thirty year old uh, ripped up dude out there. I'm sure that would love that role, and I I think they should redo it. Why not? I mean, I, they redo everything else, right? And yeah, still finished back in two thousand. So yeah, it's probably due for a reboot. You, you yeah. do the whole handoff thing like they did with uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Star well, you know, Wars. And the, you know, and they... it, we did five two hour movies to start the series, and I got to work a whole year with Anthony Quinn. That was pretty cool to work mm-hmm. with a guy that's oh, yeah. you know. Six-time Academy Award nominator, two-time winner, and every Saturday we had dinner together for a year, and we Damn. became very good friends until he passed away. So that was for me that was a, a really big honor being part of that beginning of that series. Well, we've teased it out, so somebody write that damn script and get the <laughs> get the thing going there. Maybe that could be the next NFT project. I I would go see that. It's that would be awesome. It's- 
I'm game. <laughs> there you go. And there might be a couple ladies that might want to go see that too. They they have quite the female following there. I think I think we had a bigger female population than male on that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. It's good to have the fan base. Uh, you're uh, you. Uh, do you have a .com you want to throw out there, Jared? Uh, no, just do the the loaded deck one. I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn, different places like that too, if you if you want. But uh, but that's that's the main one that I'm pushing right they now. They can follow they can follow me on on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Actually, took me down for posting things that were truthful about. Really? Oh yeah, I was information. Yeah. But today, of course, one of my one of my one of my Twitters was anybody have any more conspiracy theories? Because mine keep coming true. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. The, the, have you guys gotten on that TikTok? That TikTok is hotter than my TikTok. son does it. He does a joke today. He's got over two million followers. He puts me yeah. in about. 20% of them, but I get stopped all the time by people saying, love your son's TikTok. And I'm going, Hey, he's, yeah. he's crew, 2 million followers. He's got, we're starting to put the Chris Voss show up there. And I've, I've referred a few friends that have gone over there and just killed it. Yeah. I mean, you should be on there, Kevin, just doing what well, you, you know, do. maybe my son with 2 million followers, we got to roll from him <laughs> in, in, in uh, Jared's movie because he's got a lot of followers. <laughs> so I would suggest it was a good idea. Right. I would suggest a dedicated phone for a TikTok. That's what I would suggest. Yeah, that that TikTok, man. Yeah, I mean, I spend hours on the damn thing. TikTok because TikTok, they do they 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 check your keystrokes, so they no, data mine your keystrokes. So just get a separate phone just for TikTok, and then you'll be good. I gave up go. privacy a long time ago, but yeah, that that TikTok is crazy, man. I'll spend hours on that thing. I'll like there's sometimes I'll 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 be sitting there swiping at at midnight. And it's five in the morning, the sun's up. And I'm like, uh -oh. oh, this is not good. Yeah, so that tells you how powerful that is. Anyway, guys, and it's great for like comic book and movie stuff. It's great. So anyway, guys, thanks for coming by the show. We really thank appreciate you. you guys coming oh, by. Thank you for having us. Yep, really, real honor to have you, you guys. And uh, get an NFT on that magnificent beard, Benny. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you very thank much, you very guys. Much. Thanks for tuning in. Week as well. There thank you go. You. Thanks so much for being here. Go to YouTube.com, Fortress, Chris Foss, all the places you see us on the internet. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. Cool.